What's up, everyone? It's Daniel here, and today I'm with Jason Matthew. That is going to talk about a very important topic, which is how do we actually connect with people, network, build relationship, and close deals on this modern world of social media. Uh, I think it will be terrific. So thank you, everyone, for watching it. By the way, if you like the channel, if you like the videos, make sure to also subscribe and give us a comment. Let me let us know what you think. Jason, thank you so much for being with me today. Uh, I would like to spend a couple minutes, if you can, just sharing who you are and uh, before we can start, okay? Sure, thank you very much for having me, by the way, Daniel. This is a great opportunity. Uh, so like Daniel said, my name is Jason Matthews. And for the past, I wanna say the past 25 years, I've been a student of relationship building. And it's actually probably more, more than that. I'm, uh, I'm a horrible at math. Uh, they say that math is a, is a necessary skill in exact science. I debate that, but uh, I, I digress. So um, probably from the age of like 15, so yeah, about 25 years, I'm 40 now. So for, for about 25 years, I've really been uh, interested in how people relate to each other and how they're able to get things done ver um, together versus how they're able to get things done individually. And one thing I've found is that human beings are hardwired to create relationships for several reasons. One, the mo most important is that it gives a sense of safety in, in a world when we needed that for survival. If you go back even like 250,000 250, years where um, Homo sapiens had first been introduced to the Cro-Magnum um, populated area, you notice that there were small pockets of uh, Cro-Magnum or Neanderthal and human beings or Homo sapiens were coming in in droves, like large communities of people. And they ended up breeding out the, um, the Neanderthals just because of the sheer numbers and the rapid growth that they had in creative societies. And this is really what um, allowed them to become the superior species. It's just their ability to create massive numbers, create communities, create societies, and create cultures that have spanned for hundreds of thousands of years. And that, that has made man the, the um, most powerful species on this planet, simply because not only do we have a pack mentality, but we have a pack mentality that, that creates an emotional connection with each other. And when we do that correctly, we're able to thrive in even the most horrible of conditions. The, we are able to find ways of being able to cope and rise above any situation we have simply because we have that, that sense of connection about us. So if we try to do things alone, it becomes much harder. We feel like we are unsupported. We don't have all of the tools at our disposal that we need. And we tend to get in our own ways more often than not. You've heard the phrase that we are always our own worst enemy or our own worst critic. And this is an exact truth because when you try to do things on your own, the only feedback you have is from yourself. And you're always going to be giving yourself the worst kind of feedback because you're always afraid that what you're gonna do is going to fail. Whereas if you do things in concert with other people, now you have the feedback of others who don't have the same thoughts and feelings that you do, thank God, and they're able to look at things from a different perspective and give you real feedback of how it affects them, of how they're, excuse me, excuse my dog, uh, you might hear that in the background. Um, they're able to, the other people are able to give them feedback on how it is really affecting the world around them rather than just what that person is thinking that it might be affecting. So there's a there is a real application to it and there is feedback beyond the, that one person that says, yes, th this is an amazing thing or you may want to rethink what you're doing because this may not work out as well as possible. We tend to glorify the things that tend, that, that give us our greatest failures and we second guess the things that actually produce the greatest results. It, it's it's a conundrum. I have no idea why that is. Maybe because it, it's it's our way of being of forcing us to work with other people, so that we get the feedback that we need at the time when we absolutely need it. Whether it's to say don't do this or keep doing that, and because of of that, it's 
it's created opportunities for us, not only in our own relationships, but also in the way that we conduct business, the way that we relate to each other on a professional level. Mm-hmm. And um, actually, it's the exact I, same process. I would actually love to draw in some of my own thoughts on this, because mm-hmm. I, I think that what you've said until now is, guys, it, it is amazing. I mean, we, we live in such a fantastic time that I don't think there was any kind of opportunity as big as we have today. I can tell you about my own experience that some of the largest projects, some of the projects that I I'm really am proud of that I took until this day were only, I mean, were only possible because of the things that I've built using, you know, social media, because of the network that I've done, because of the relationships that I've built. Uh, just uh, drawing uh, one example is a few years ago I met an amazing guy uh, using a Facebook group that I was participating in and I and I'm totally a fan of Facebook groups because I, I think that this is one of the most powerful way to really connect with similar uh, you know like-minded people people who have the same kind of goals people who strive to get the same kind of thing I mean, there are groups for everything. I mean, if you're a marketer, there are tons of groups on that topic alone. And basically, I met this guy and we were able to do something so unique together. We were able to build a digital course together. This is until today, even though it was like years ago, one of the most uh, impactful projects that I've uh, had experience with. And it was only possible because of that. And I think that a lot of people don't, you know, understand this opportunity that we have. I mean, there are part of groups. They may be, you know, participating in some. They might uh, get a friend or two out of those groups. But they, you know, they don't understand how powerful such a thing that is already exists and already has an audience is for their business. And I know that a lot of people don't do it correctly. And I think that this interview uh, will talk basically about that how, how do you use things that are you know already existing and creating business out of that creating opportunity out of that so sorry for cutting you in that but i had to share my thought as well so please continue it's fascinating oh no not at all in fact this is one of the things i love about either conversing or doing interviews or, or just connecting in general is the fact that i'm able to get feedback from other people and here's one important lesson that I learned early on in life. There is no such thing as failure. There's only feedback. There's only the information you get based on what you do. And based on that information you get, you, are, you have the opportunity to make a different plan or to redouble on the plan you've already had success on. So there, you're, the only time that you have failed is if you walk away. Mm-hmm. It's, it's if you've stopped um, working towards a goal. That's the only time you actually ever fail is when you make that decision. So I was leading up to something that um, what, when you when you um, shared that information, you actually kind of reminded me of something that I wanted to share as well. And that is the fact that people really only have two emotional states that can ever really be it. And they can only access one of those states at any given time. Those two states are either fear or curiosity. So when you are operating from fear, you are in survival mode. You are you are worried about your own personal survival. You, you are perceiving that there is something dangerous happening that you need to either get away from or you need to confront and that you need to overcome in order to become, become safe again. With, and this happens when we feel isolated when we feel like there's a threat of us being abandoned, when we get ridiculed, when we are judged. Um, and th- these are just the social implications. I'm not even getting into like actual survival, like, like life-threatening type stuff. I'm more, so, more focusing on the social um, dangers that we have just dealing with people on a daily basis. So these things tend to make us feel like we're unsafe. And the whole point of being unsafe is to recognize that we can get back to safety, but there are some things we have to do in order to get there. Namely, either distance ourselves from an experience that makes us feel unsafe or confront it until we overcome it to be able to come to be able to feel safe again. Does that make sense? 
Yeah, it is. And I think it's something very powerful that a lot of marketers, you know, spending the time using. I mean, all the people who use scarcity in their marketing, uh, making you fear that, you know, you're going to miss the opportunity, that you're going to miss the offer, that this is never going to be, you know, offered again. This is a very powerful thing that if you understand, you know, uh, you can use in your marketing in order to conduct business, in order to uh, uh, create opportunities. I mean, even today, we, we live in a crazy time, the coronavirus. I see so many business uh, owners and service providers, you know, make a lot of money out of that because they use, I'm not saying that I'm a fan of those, even though if used correctly, I think it's a very smart thing to do, but they're using scare tactics. Uh, and this is incredible. So yeah, and the second thing you say is curiosity, which is also, I mean, a very uh, fascinating thing. And I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. So before we get into that, I, I want to address something you had said. Uh, you had talked about things like the fear of missing out, scarcity, mm -hmm. uh, and many of the other persuasive techniques that even Robert Cialdini talks about in his book, Persuasion. Um, and these are very influential tactics and there's nothing wrong with using them if you use them right. Mm -hmm. um, the thing that I look for is what is the result after you use a tactic? And a tactic, um, as far as I'm concerned, is a pre-thought out plan that forces a situation to play out. And if you think about it like that, things that create influence, things that create persuasion. Persuasion is nothing more than getting someone to say yes at least one time because the conditions were right at that moment to say yes over saying no. Influence is nothing more than getting someone to believe in your idea of doing things so that they think like you and they take the action you want them to take. Now, both instances, you're acting in a very selfish way because you want them to do what you want them to do. It's all about you. And that's really not about relationship building. That's actually operating from a state of fear, if you think about it, because you're worried about what you don't have and what you need in order to overcome what you don't have. Mm -hmm. So when you talk about curiosity, what you're really talking about is something called what, what, I, what I've uh, coined as logical empathy. And it's a four stage process, which includes curiosity, care, concern, and compassion. And really, when you, when you were a baby, you were always curious. You needed to know where you fit in the world, how the world worked, and how you could use that world to your advantage. And so what I am talking about is reigniting that childlike curiosity, not, not childish. There's a big difference between being childish and being childlike. Being childlike is having discovery. Being childish is being immature. So if you have that childlike curiosity about you, you're always learning. You're always figuring out how to, how things work, how you can make them work for you and how you fit in that arrangement, in, in that experience. And it makes it much easier for you to create common ground when you have that curiosity. Curiosity breeds common ground, which is the foundation of any, of any strong relationship. Once you, have, once you have that, then you move on to care. And care is nothing more than what you focus on in any given situation. So if you are talking with someone, let, let's, let's say that you are selling something and you are, you're, you're selling a high ticket item and you're talking with a client. And in any situation, you, you have an opportunity to focus on something. You can either focus on what you want or focus on what they need. If you focus on what you want, you're going to ask questions that direct them towards a certain outcome where they have an opportunity to say yes or no to what you want them to buy. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you're focusing on them, you're not really, you're not really caring about the, the overall topic because you know that it's going to come about anyway. It's something that, that is going to be talked about, but really what you're doing is you are using that as a backdrop, if you will as to find out more about them, find out about their thoughts, their feelings, and their beliefs. Really what it is that, that drives them and connecting with that, creating a, um, a sense of them liking you because they realize that 
Um, what you care about is how you make them feel about you as you are interacting with them. Mm. And when you make them feel good, they're more likely to drop their defenses, to open up even more. One, one second. Sure. I'd actually love to contribute to this uh, matter because, guys, I think that Jason beautifully describes something that is very crucial for your success, especially, again, if you're focusing on outreaching, uh, call outreach, if you're looking for, you know, clients on social media, it doesn't matter what you do, you need leads, you need clients. So especially if you're into social media, I mean, I can tell you stories about people who network with me. Well, I can call it network, but basically it's funny to call it that way because what they do is simply trying, you know, to use social media, to use all those groups, to use all those places, to connect with people, but in the most dull, in the most, you know, uncaring way possible. That they they send you a friend request and they immediately start to sell. They immediately start, you know, to present their offer, to present how they can help you. And those people, I can tell you from my experience, I can tell you that I think that what I think is what the majority of things. I mean, if you're connecting with me and you're without even asking me how I am, without even being social, I mean, it is social media. So if you're not going to be social, if you're not going to, you know, show an interest in me and you're just going to present me an offer, I mean, I see you as an ad. And what I do is ads and is I ignore them. I either block this person out, I don't reply, I ignore. And this is this is kind of sad for me to see because seriously, if that person so easily would just, you know, create a conversation asking me where I am, uh, uh, you know, showing curiosity in me, showing that he cares. I mean, we could have built something that is, again, so easy to build those days because we have the power to basically reach everyone, okay, on social media. I mean, I, would, I, I wouldn't say that I would become a client of him, but I would at least, I mean, if presented correctly in the right way after the right time of the spending, you know, enough time to really build something first, I mean, I would take this offer way more seriously. I would at least talk to him, give him feedback on that. And we might have been, I don't know, if he's really relevant to me, we might have been doing business together. But one tip that I can give you, and I think Jason will agree, if you're using social media to, I don't know, cold outreach people, don't be one of those, I'm sorry for calling that, but, but I, you know what, I wouldn't call them that. But don't be one of those guys who may immediately start to sell because you will be ignored. People will hate that. You wouldn't be able to build relationships. The relationships that you'll build will be from people who will never engage with you on social media because they're just like an ad and people are, I think, you know, just automatically ignore those. So, yeah, th this was uh, something that I really wanted to say because, again, I, I find it very, very annoying, all these people reaching out to me. And, uh, yeah, if they watch it and I, and I can make you stop, I did my job. So yeah, please continue, Jason. I, I again, I think it's fascinating. So actually, you, you uh, um, touch on a good point, and really, what you're talking about is one of the more low-level um, annoyances that happens with people who decide to cold outreach and then push their own agenda. Some things that I've seen that are even much more nefarious is they pretend to create common ground in order to push their own agenda. And those are the kind of people that seriously irritate me because now what they have done is they've taken the art of communication and steered it in a way that takes it from collaboration into manipulation. And anyone who manipulates a conversation is obviously working out of a state of, I need something because I don't have it. That's a state of fear. By definition, if you are if, if you are noticing a lack and either distancing or fighting to overcome that lack, you are in a state of fear. You're in a state of fight or flight. So anything that, that even resembles that is still probably a low grade sense of fear. And that's, it's very prevalent in the marketplace because there's this belief that there's a lack of resources or a lack of opportunity for a person to actually get any kind of business from, especially when you've got, 2,000 or more people in your in your friends list of 2,500 who are all marketers. 
and they're all doing the exact same thing and they're all working the exact same way and they all use the exact same platform it's like how do you differentiate yourself and so it creates a lot of fear as far as well if i don't do things in a specific way i'm going to be left behind and i don't want to be left behind so it, it definitely creates a um a sense of trepidation that there is something they're missing out of and i think that a lot of people um especially business people operate from there without even realizing it. Mm -hmm. So moving forward, once you've, once you've created care, then you have a social bond. You, you've, you've created a connection with somebody where they feel like they, you're more like them than not. And the the technical word for this is rapport. This is where you develop rapport. And once you have that, then you can move on to concern. Now, concern is powerful because concern uh, is where intimacy lies. And I'm not talking about intimacy that you have with a loved one. Of course, it can, it can contain that. But actually, I'm talking about the intimacy that you have by just connecting with another human being. And there's four levels of intimacy. There's physical intimacy, there's emotional intimacy, there's mental intimacy, and there's spiritual intimacy. And all of these are necessary in order to feel like you truly understand a person. So physical intimacy is either a handshake, a pat on the back, a hug, anything that actually is culturally uh, proper for letting someone know that you belong. And for just letting them know that you are accepted and that, that you are someone that they do value in some way. So by doing that, you, you give a person a sense of ease, that sense of safety, that they are safe, that they feel secure, and they have opportunities of being supported. And it's, a, it's one of the easiest ways that you can bring that belongingness to someone else. So then you have emotional intimacy, and this is really listening and uh, understanding what a person is going through and believing that what they're saying is true to their reality and then working with in that reality to find a solution. So it's not what you want, it's understanding what they are, what they are going through and, and living in that space with them so that they feel like you truly understand them. So then you have mental intimacy. By, by the way, is, is that a good explanation as far as emotional intimacy? I, I think it is. Okay, yeah. good. All right, um, then you have mental intimacy. Mental intimacy is where you really discover a person's thoughts, their beliefs, their fears, and their secrets, as well as their as well as well as uh, what drives them. Mm-hmm. And when they start sharing this, that's when they really feel like they are understood and they are respected, as well as being valued. And this is where a person really feels like th- this. This is someone really cool. If I can share this with them and I, there is no judgment, there is no fear of abandonment, then I'm then this is a really cool person that I can really develop a strong relationship with. So once you have that, then you move on to spiritual intimacy. And this is probably one of the most important parts because this drives into the ideology of who we are. And this talks about our values, our morals, and our motives. And when you understand a person's values, morals, and motives, you don't even have to share them. You can have your own values, your own motives, and your own morals, and still be able to understand and appreciate someone else's. But when you have that sense of appreciation, you create unity. And that unification is what really drives a person to believe that you can be trusted. When you can accept that their ideologies are important to them, when their morals, their values, and their motives are important to them, even if you don't share them, that's when a person really begins to trust you, which leads to compassion. Now, compassion is not about being compassionate towards someone else. That's something you do all the time. That's called reciprocity. The, the compassion that I'm talking about is inviting someone to feel self-compassion. Because like I said earlier, we are our own worst enemies and our own worst critics. It is very hard for us to just spontaneously feel compassion for ourselves and live in a place and work from a place where we feel that we are worth something and that our life has meaning. We need other people to really have that sense, to get the sense of, wow, I really mean something to someone else. That must mean that I have value. 
And if I have value, then what I do is worth it. Mm-hmm. And this is very powerful for people to be able to really attain what they want in life. Mm-hmm. And if you can get someone to experience this, if you can get someone to even taste this, then they're going to be like, shut up, take my money, because obviously you understand me and I need what you have mm-hmm. because it's going to get me where I want to go. Okay. I, I want to recap this quickly because you mentioned a lot of uh, very important topics. And we need to, again, go back for a moment and, you know, visually see this. How, how is it going? It's very, you know, it's very basic. People, uh, again, it doesn't matter the, the reason for the network. We need to build some kind of a relationship first. I mean, there's all kind of ways to really connect with someone. And as Jason says, I mean, if, if you can, you know, touch every one of those levels, it will be best. Okay. Uh, but basically we need to understand I mean how much should we because I know that a lot of people well this is one question but let's go back to it later one question that I know that a lot of people will have is that I mean I'm a business owner okay I network for the sake of finding clients how much should I you know network with the guy before I can present my offer I mean I know it's a very difficult answer a question to answer but But I mean, if I'm just starting out, I mean, I'm not a social media person, but I open a profile for the sake of, I don't know, finding new leads for my business. And I'm now networking with a bunch of people and all of them are super interesting, super cool. And I can see myself, you know, networking with them. But again, the reason that I first sent this message was to, at the end, conduct business with him. Right. So how much time should I spend? I mean, how do I know... When is the right time to present my offer to show my interest in this relationship? So there is no quantifiable way of understanding that in a general sense. So I've along with being a uh, expert in behavior, I've, I've been studying martial arts for the past 20 years. Mm-hmm. And one thing that my martial arts teacher taught me, which I've been able to apply to relationship building is, Your, is the fight lasts as long as your opponent decides that it does. Mm-hmm. And that means that you have to understand what their quit level is. What, what it will take for them to say, I'm done. Is it just a knockout? Is it a broken bone? Is it a fear of death? Does it, do you actually have to kill them? So when you take that and apply it to relationships, it's really what is it going to take for this person to believe that you are are genuine and that they, they can trust you mm-hmm. so you have to really key in to their emotional self and what their body language is telling you what their voice is telling you how they are interacting with you <coughs> excuse me sure and the way that they are perceiving you and when you are aware of that when it gets to a certain point and they start doing certain things I'm not I'm not gonna um, I'll give away the horse because I actually teach this in my course. But uh, when you get that level, then you know that it's time to move on to the next level or the next level or the next level and finally get to the point where they are ready to make a commitment in some way and you're able to uh, start over again from there, from that commitment or going right back into the logical empathy because it's people think of it as a line as well like a circle. So, When you when, once you get to a certain level, it's like once you get the sale, once you get the commitment, it's it, your, your job isn't necessarily done. That phase of the job is done. Now you have a whole new relationship with that person that you must again work towards work with logical empathy to get to the point of self-compassion again. And it's it, it's something that, that always goes on. There's no stopping. Of, of the relationship building process. It's what makes it so beautiful and also what makes it so daunting is the fact that if done correctly, you could have anybody you want eating out of the palm of your hand. Done incorrectly, you could become one of the most scary people on the planet. And we've, we've seen that over and over again where there have been tragedies precipitated by people who have used relationship building in the wrong way and have created a lot of pain, a lot of, sadness and that's something I, I really would like to 
help to avoid and be able to create more of the positive type of relationship building because when everyone feels good about themselves they feel good about the people that they interact with and that raises that elevates the um vibration of everyone and a rising tide lifts all ships so as you're as you feel better about yourself you're giving something of great quality to others which then makes which then makes them feel better about themselves which again has them produce something of great quality and and just can perpetuate ad nauseum whereas everyone's being affected so this is this is definitely something that i consider to be the most powerful force uh, that the human beings have at their disposal being able to create those relationships to be able to um affect the lives not only of themselves but also those that they interact with hopefully i hope it didn't get too heavy there <laughs> oh no, sure actually i think that we just opened a very interesting point because you mentioned a couple ways that we can basically detect let's call it detect the level of you know relationship that you already established there so basically if it's a one on one conversation there's many more things that you can use you can see the person hear his tone his voice see how he using his i don't know body and uh, body language and stuff but i think that something that is very interesting i mean a lot of business is being conducted online today so basically it's a little bit harder because there's a lot of things that really give it away those kind of things but there are you know you you cannot really access because there's no tone of voice you you're chatting on messenger you cannot really see the person again you're chatting online so here's a couple of ways that i've been using uh, and uh, i i don't know if these are the best ones but this is how i kind of test the water and i can share it with you guys so basically again uh i've had a lot of conversations online i've been doing it for years basically a couple of things that are uh, make it easier for me to detect the you know if the person is ready or if this conversation is really going somewhere or maybe i should stop and quit because again there's no interest there is again first of all detecting if the kind of person that you're talking to is also curious about you i mean you can show curiosity you can ask him a bunch of questions but by his answers you can also see how interested he is in the conversation i mean is he just giving you you know very short answers and not asking anything back or is he you know really taking the time and effort to really explain the situation answer your questions and also showing you know interest back and asking you also some questions so mean which means that he's you know enjoying the conversation and he contributes to it and he wants to co- continue with it so this is one thing that i use and i think it's very obvious but again just for the people here uh you can basically use that and really you know easily detect if, if it's worth spending time on this conversation uh, and another t- technique that i like is again there's the offer that we have and we might you know really overthinking when should we you know present it i mean when when is the person ready to hear about the offer and when is the ideal time to show it and present it so basically you don't really have to play let's call it show all your cards i mean there's also something very very powerful about small commitments so in a lot of uh, situations uh, i might not think that this is the right time to you know maybe present my course or present my uh, high ticket offer but Sometimes I'm just throwing some small commitments into there. I might suggest something and and, and see how seriously he takes my advice. I might uh you know check if uh he's engaging with my content, okay? I, engaging with uh I don't know maybe posts that I've done in a group is also some kind of small commitment that shows me that the person is interested and he likes what I do, okay? Um I might have I don't know share with him some kind of present my lead magnet okay so a lead magnet basically is a kind of free offer that is there for exchanging the information okay you get his email and contact information and he gets some kind of bonus cool bonus that you you've added so this is also kind of small commitment that you can do just to test the water i mean if he's not even interested in uh, you know doing the, the the smallest of things he might have not been you know yet ready for a high ticket offer or for a coaching session or for something you know that is basically heavier let's call it so this is like a kind of thing that i've been using and i'm sure there's a lot of things that uh uh 
more techniques that you can use. Uh, and yeah, but th this is basically uh, very important and, and I'm very happy that we were able to address that. So, so yeah, okay. So th 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 this was just something that I wanted to add. Mm -hmm. um, mind, mind if I, mind if I um, elaborate on that a little bit? Because sure, I, I do. Have, sure, I'd love to. So, um, your comment about uh, making sure that they that they are um, responding back to you. Mm -hmm. um, be careful with that because what you are doing is you are having a conversation in a give to get type of arrangement, and there was no contract that they had entered into where they were required to do that. So, if if you are Wanted to someone and expect and, and looking gauging their response to you as to whether you should continue. You, I, I wonder if it might be more beneficial to think of it like if they are only responding to you with one word answers. You 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 can definitely use that as a way of saying, oh, they may not be the right opportunity for me. Or you can look at it as, as to say you have not done enough yet to gain their trust for them to open up to you enough where they will where they want to learn more. Because a person will only interact with someone as safely as they feel they can at the time. And the, the more opportunities they have, or the, the more person, the more they realize a person is really interested in them and just them, not worrying about how interested they are in you. But if you just go in there really curious about them and wanting to know more, they're more likely to open up over time. Remember, remember, people are going to be naturally suspicious when they first interact with somebody because they don't know what your what your uh, agenda is. Mm -hmm. They don't know what it is that you have in mind. When you go in there and you just talk to them, like even being wanting to know more about them, wanting to find out what it is they do, how they do it, how they feel about it, whatever, you are giving them an opportunity to feel safe enough to want to speak to you in the same way. And it's all about how you make them feel when you interact with them, when they interact with you. <clears throat> I like that addition. I, I think it's right. I, I mean, yeah, I, I know that it's not the most accurate way, but uh, yeah, it's kind of hard to detect sometimes what conversation will lead to where. I mean, we can network all day, so there's there should be some kind of things that you, you know, I mean, yeah, me asking uh, or conversation, uh, I mean, uh, messaging some guy and uh, deciding, let's call, uh, let's say deciding that he's not interested because of his short answers or because he's not, uh, you know, questioning me back a couple of things. Uh, it might be not accurate and we might miss some people, but basically there's also the kind of uh, thing that you must, uh, I think, uh, put importance in with it actually is using your time correctly uh, yeah again it's not the most accurate way but um i mean we should definitely like try to not master the craft but detect those kind of things because sometimes i, I can vouch for myself again i'm not an expert on that and i've you know just been playing with it but basically I i've seen myself spending sometimes so much energy and so much time on conversation that led nowhere because, you know, I wasn't able to detect those kind of things. And I wasn't able to cut it where it should have been cut. Right. So, so, yeah, basically, I totally agree with you. So you should be careful with that. But I would also draw in something else. I mean, there's so many, like, let's call it fish in the seas. Uh, in the sea. I mean, there's a lot of people that you can network with. And basically, if you see, let's uh, describe it like that, if you see that the conversation is going nowhere for, you know, you will see later on when you practice this, how long usually it takes you to, you know, present the offer and what kind of answer you, you get, what kind of feedback you get. But basically, if you really are seeing that it's going nowhere, I would just suggest you to stop because sometimes, again, for myself, it's just too much energy is being consumed in those conversations sometimes. Uh, yeah. And um, there, there's actually a really easy way to determine that. And it's, it's like the, it is the oldest trick in the book. If you have a question about something, ask it. 
And there's a great way to ask it. If a person is giving short answers or they, or you feel like there's not a really real connection, you can say, Hey, I just want to let you know that this is what, this, this is where I'm going with this. And I just want to, I just want to know if this is something that would actually really interest you. I think that you'd be a really good, I think that you'd be a really good candidate for, for A, B, and C. And I, I wonder if that's something that you would actually want to learn more about. Mm-hmm. Actually just throw it out there because when you become honest with someone, they you you let the you let your agenda be known. They're no longer worrying about what your agenda is. It's out there, so they no they no longer have to continue with that fear. They can make a decision right then and there. You put them in power as far as whether the con- the conversation should continue, or whether it's better for you to maybe talk to them casually while still go uh, taking your efforts somewhere where it actually be more appropriate. Uh, well, I think it's a great addition, guys. I know that a lot of people will be shy about that. I mean, asking for the sale, it's so scary. What, what, how will he treat uh, my question? How will he react? So basically, yes, uh, showing your intentions, you know, being honest, being authentic. I mean, if you've already had some conversation with the guy before, if you've already interacted, if you already built something, Yeah, th- this might be a very powerful technique to actually show your interest, you know, reveal your cards and see what the response is. I mean, in a lot of times, yes, he might not be ready just yet, but you will be able to detect sometimes that uh, he's more than interested, he's more than happy. And you can, you know, go and continue and get to your, you know, get your goal, get your, uh, what you desired for uh, much faster. Because a lot of times people are, including myself, by the way, keeping up the conversation because they are too scared to, again, reveal their cards and show the offer. And they might not have realized that they could show the offer days ago and he would have uh, uh, be happy to join, okay? Sometimes you even miss those kind of clients because you're too scared to show your offer until you get to it. And then, they, I don't know, they already took someone else's offer. Okay, because you haven't shown your cards. He might have responded and say, wow, dude, if I knew that right. you offered some kind of service like that, I, I would definitely go with you. But I don't know. There was some uh, Jason guy that talked to me yesterday and he offered me this deal and I took it. Sorry, man. I, I mean, I got so many people like that. I got so many back when I was doing e-commerce and coaching. So many people that I've, you know, kept the conversation going i helped i uh, uh showed interest i gave tips i really really built something but the person i talked to had no idea i i, I had a similar offer he had no idea because i didn't show my intentions and we couldn't possibly do business together because again there was no offer to do business with so this right. is something that is very interesting what you say and i think again Just do it. I mean, I, I know it's not the most easy thing to do because again, it's scary. It can be scary. I mean, at, at least when you're just starting out, you, you don't know. But basically, there's yes or no answer to this question. Right. I mean, so the, the, there's, two ways, there's two ways you can look at it. You can either look at it as like, well, I'm afraid to say, to give the offer because I'm afraid that what they might say. Or you can say, I really want to give this offer because I'm curious as to what this person might say. Do you look at it as like a, as a life or death situation or do you look at it as a game? If it's a game, there's nothing to lose because it's just like, oh, I, I wonder what this person is going to say. I wonder how they're going to react. Are they going to have horns and are they going to grow horns and have, de- have uh, demon fire coming out of their mouth and, you know, want to reach, out, reach to the camera and throttle me? No, that's never going to happen. More than likely, what, they'll, what they will do is they will actually just respond to you with saying, oh, that's great. I don't know if I'm really interested at this time, and that's cool. Those are the kind of people that you can still talk to if, if they're in your, in your mind. If someone has already purchased something that is very similar to what you have, you can make a determination about that as well. But as you said, you never know unless you ask. Mm-hmm. And it is the most important and the easiest thing that you can do that can give you the information right away as to whether this is something that you should continue pursuing and really invest energy in, or if it's something that you can just back off, redistribute that energy somewhere else while still keeping tabs on this person to see how they are and if there is a way that you can help them down the line. Uh, well, I, I think th- this was a very important topic, uh, guys, a very important point, sorry. 
Uh, I seen so many people and I don't want you to do that and this is why I'm sharing. I don't want you uh, to, you know, message a guy when realizing that he is not interested. And again, the fact that he's not interested is at the moment. He might be interested later. I mean, the money is in the follow uh, follow up. I mean, you should always, you know, keep in touch with the guy. And this is something that I, I see people miss miserably. As soon as they realize that the person, the other person is not interested in their services, they become jerks. I'm sorry for saying that, but they either don't respond anymore, they ignore you, they don't even, you know, reply to you saying I'm not interested. I mean, they they show their true colors, they show why the conversation was even happening, and it, it's a very bad thing to do because again, one thing that you should always keep in mind is that you're being social with the guy and if he's not re- ready at the moment, he might take your offer, I don't know, the other day. I- I've had conversations with people that I knew for years and I don't know why, but something came up and eventually I was interested in their services. Eventually we conducted business. I mean, you already spend all this time building the relationship. So at least end it nicely. You don't have to end it, but again, don't be this kind of guy that just as soon as he realizes no money is being made here being uh you know possible for him here he he just becomes this whole other person that is no longer interested in you and again showing his true colors and this is very interesting very important because it's happening all over and i hate those people i seriously do and i think that it will come back to them because if they'll do it enough times people will eventually you know people are again social on social media so all those groups all those uh, people are sharing their experiences and you know i don't know maybe someday you'll lose a client because of that i mean i don't know you'll talk with a friend and say okay this daniel guy completely you know showed me that he was only interested in doing business with me i mean this guy's a jerk and i don't know he might discuss that with a client of yours and you'll lose business so Again, uh, how people see you, how you build, you know, your authority, your brand, your personality is very important here because those things come up. Those things are, you know, are being discussed, especially if you leave a very bad impression. Okay. When you leave a very bad impression, it's funny, but when you leave a bad impression, people talk about you way more than if you leave a good one, okay? If you have a, a good experience with a seller on a platform, you, you might have leave a, 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 a good feedback, but if you had a bad experience with a guy, well, you'll use your all of your energy to make his life miserable, leave a bad feedback, discuss him on social media, do a shameful post about a guy, so again, end it nicely, you know, uh, be the kind of person who you would want to talk to. And uh, and yeah, I, I think we touched a very important topic, unintentionally, maybe, but it was super interesting, super helpful, and very important to share. It's kind of funny because people who act in that way are acting out of fear. And when you do that long enough, you, you basically have that fear of abandonment. But eventually, if you keep on that, you, you make that fear your reality. So then people that you've pissed off turn around and they get their tribe to fully abandon you. And then you are now living that fear that you had, that you perpetuated for so long. And you, there's no way to escape it except to change your ways. But it, the, the way that you treat others is the reality that you will eventually live in. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that, uh, first of all, Jason, I think we talked about such important uh, things here. I really do thank you for all the shares. I I think it was amazing. Uh, I think that unless you have anything else to share, I mean, we can end it. Again, there was so much stuff in here. The one thing that I I would say at the end is find opportunities to be kind and kindness will find you in return. Mm -hmm. That's, again, super interesting. Again, guys... I know personally that the best relationships that I had that led to the most projects, uh, productivity, business, were the ones that were starting as, you know, 
exactly what we talked about as, as people showing interest helping i mean again the, the the guy that i talked to about i i think that our first conversation was actually about how both of us doing business because we were both doing e-commerce and we just shared some tips and then a couple of months later he actually i think helped me with something and i felt so that he was so kind with helping me on that because i really you know uh tickets is something that not not for granted let's let's say and that i think thing that he did for me after afterwards led me to trust him so much that we were able to do a big business together a big course uh, it was again such a powerful relationship and every i mean i don't think it would have been created if he would just approach me and said okay daniel are you interested in doing business together it wouldn't have happened uh if you would uh do it like that okay so it took time but eventually it was such a uh, quality one and this is what people don't sometimes understand when they reach out to thousands of people each day they focus on the numbers not on the quality and they don't reach anyone i think uh but again if you'll spend the time to really chat with 10 guys uh you'll see a much higher converse, uh, conversion rate okay if you'll take the time use the things that Jason mentioned in this interview and really focus on you know being you know a nice guy that someone wants to connect with okay so again Jason I I think it was an amazing and I thank you so much for being here guys let us know what you think I'll appreciate any comment a like a subscribe if you want to see more interviews like that again Jason you've been terrific and I I thank you so much uh for participating Oh, you're very welcome. Um did did you want to did you want to include how people can find me if they wanted to? Oh, sure. How how can people find you? Well, you can um access me access me on uh Facebook, jason.ian.matthews or look up Traumatic Freedom. It's one it's a page that I've created. Um I don't I, I'm not as active posting that because I'm actually rebranding myself, but if people come there and they do message me, I always message back. H- so, how's the page called? I didn't get that. Traumatic Freedom. I see. Okay, uh guys, I would highly suggest you to follow him. I mean, uh, again, so much value and I wish you the best of luck with the rebranding and the page. And uh again, guys, let us know what you think. Uh appreciate in comment. And again, goodbye, guys.